This shit got content claimed for having a shitty name song. So fuck LCDC and fuck you. It's Thursday, you know what that means. It's episode 76 of the most elite show on the Rundown Wrestling Network. This is the AEW Rundown. My name is Adam, I'm your host, Salas here. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Twitch? What's going on to our listeners? How's everybody doing tonight? Fall for any pranks today? Any tricks? Any Why? Because it's, it's April Fool's Day. Uh, 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 uh. uh, my my daughter tried really hard to prank me, so I oh, I played along with it. She was hiding under my desk when I got back from lunch, and I was like, because I have a big desk in the office, in my home office, okay, and um. She, You're not making it better, but she continue. was trying to scam me, and I knew she was there. I was like, "Oh, ah, I'm so fucked. I'm so scared." Ah. I played it up because that's what you do when you're a dad. But uh, other than that, no, okay. no, no pranks for me. What about for you? Uh, no. I, I mean, I was so looking forward to buying a, a life-size chocolate Britt Baker DMD, but then the AEW Twitter account said it was all a joke. Ha 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 ha. Um, no, we did. Uh, I was fucking driving around the van all day, so. Right. I did do that fun thing. You ever do that fun thing where you whack the very tip of your knee, and then it hurts like hell for the rest of the day? I did do that first thing this morning, loading the van. So my uh, knee fucking hurts. See, this is what happens, people, when you get old. It is. You just start complaining about how everything hurts all the time. Oh, my neck. Oh, my back. Oi. Anyway. <laughs> my vagina. No. <laughs> my hole. Different show. Sorry. Uh. We got our uh, we got our, our dates for our uh, first uh, pokey pokies for the uh, for the vaccine. Okay. Uh, the wife got that all set up because we we were eligible on yesterday, uh, Wednesday. That's when New Hampshire decided to uh, make it thirty thirty and up now. That that's so. kind of what they did down here in Massachusetts. Same thing. So that's. Uh, was it three weeks from yesterday? Four, four weeks from yesterday when we got our shots? So, or two days ago? Whatever. 27th of April. Yeah. Oh, we're getting, the we're getting 27th of April? Yeah. Mm. So, get um, shot one. I'm assuming it's going to be a two-shot thing. So, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, my wife. Um, my wife. <laughs> she uh, got the email last night after midnight, and she registered. Um. So good on her because like, she she got I, on that real quick. I was gonna say I feel like she would uh, have some you know circumstances that would allow her to register sooner than other people. No. No. Nope. But I did because I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I love that fucking New Hampshire did that too, where they're like, if you have any of these things, and it's like cancer, diabetes, pregnancy, a weakened immune system. Uh, a BMI above 30. I'm like, <laughs> BMI doesn't mean fucking shit, dude. So, um, according, she... to, according to, I'm six foot four, 211 pounds, and according to BMI, I'm obese. Mm-mm. 
No, you're not. <laughs> um, no, but she got an appointment for Monday. There you go. So I was like, awesome. So my parents, my parents have gotten both of theirs now, so yeah. they are vaccinated. Oh, Holden says I got my first shot a few days ago. The trick showing up at the site in old, in old man makeup. Uh, so he's going, uh, he's going, he's going the bad grandpa route of things. That's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, we are live to the world at twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect, where we are every Thursday, almost. Uh, so come hang out with us uh, next week as you listen to this. Um, starting a little late today because again, uh, I I had to fi- I had to finish watching Dynamite. Because uh, I did not get it all watched this morning before I had to go to work. So because his father played an April Fool's joke on him. Not really. <laughs> no, my dad. I'm my. I love the guy. He is not computer savvy in the least. Uh, yeah. And he goes, I got this email some from Comcast about something. So just to be safe, I changed my password. Oh, oh, that sounds exactly like my father. <laughs> Which so. Which, of course, you know, kicked me out of being logged in on this thing. But he, he gives me the password. Right. At least he told me that he changed it this time, which he hasn't done in the past. He's just changed it. And I go to log in. It says, that's wrong. And so I have to text him. Did you change the fucking password again? Um, but it's but he's got the two-factor. So it sends him a text with a code. Right. And when I'm trying to watch Dynamite at 10 p.m. on Wednesdays and I have to get a code, he's asleep. Yeah. So <laughs> my dad has a cell phone, turns it off at like 9 o'clock. I'm like, what? <laughs> what good does that do anyone? Uh, my, my folks have never been... My dad's only a cell phone person because nobody has landlines anymore. Yeah. My, my When when I was younger, if I was like meeting them somewhere, like meeting them for, for lunch or whatever, and they were running late, if I tried to text them or call them, they wouldn't pick up or answer at all, like any messages or... So I'm standing at the restaurant. It's like we're like let's be at 11:15. It's like 11:20, and I'm like, "You guys coming?" Nothing. I call. It goes to voicemail. I'm like, "Come on! Why do you even have cell phones?" Dude, my father, all right, used to get mad at me when I called him on his cell phone. Like he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, "Oh, me and your mother were coming over or something like that." I'm like, "All right, what time? Maybe around two? Yeah, sure." So then it's like two something, and he's not there yet. So I call. And he's he answers, but then he goes, "Why are you calling me?" And I'm like, "Are you are you almost so, here?" Or, or, well, I don't I, I don't want to talk and drive. Why are you calling? You didn't have to pick up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So your father is the opposite of my mother-in-law. Yeah. Because my mother, if we're going to like a family thing, when you know when those happen again, right. uh, if if you know she tells us to be there at like two, it'll be like two o five. And she'd be like, where are you? Where do you get me? When do you, when do you think you'll be here? And I'm like, we're like 10 minutes away, Sandy. Relax. Oh, my God. But without fail. It's like always like as we're turning onto the road, that's when she comes. Where, where are you guys? Are you coming? Are you still coming? No, we decided to turn around and go home. <laughs> I, t- I, 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 did, I think I did tell her that once and she got mad. Oh. <laughs> No, every time she, every time she does it too, I tell Emily, I just go, I just, I so I just go, what, what party? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh. Uh, hi, my name is Adam. I'm from New England. And I'm going to complain about the weather. Yesterday. Yeah. It was in like the 60s. Oh, nice. Must be nice to be you. Low 70s. Yeah, I was, was in fucking, shorts. It, it was, was in raining shorts yesterday. Down here. It was raining over here. So. I was today. 
It fucking snowed. Oh, did it really? <laughs> While I was on my route, it was fucking snowing in Goffstown. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, you I got you sh- got the shit. I was they, in shorts yesterday. You got the stuff that came from down here, but it was colder up there, I guess, because it what just rained fuck? on Wednesday for us. 60s yesterday, low 30s today. I'm like, god damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weather, man. It sucks, especially this time of year, because it's all over the place. It's mm-hmm. heat on, it's windows open, it's everything. All right. <sighs> anyway. Let's complain about other stuff. Yes. So let's. <laughs> so let's begin, as we always do, with Being the Elite, episode 249, entitled Contentment. We get a cold open of uh, Private Party complaining to Matt Hardy about Sting and Darby. And also, they shill. Yeah, it starts with the shill. Yeah, they shill their stupid alcohol. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Matt Hardy then breaks himself to try to talk to Butcher and Blade. Do you have any specific notes? Uh, I wrote, oh, good, this again, because they were advertising their toilet water um then i heard shouldn't this have aired before matt attacked darby at the end of last week's episode uh broken matt shows up and i wrote oh hey it got worse and then in relation in regards to private party i wrote god they're stupid yep yep uh man my note was this cold open went on way too long it's like (sighs) four minutes of a fucking 15 minute episode all right. Oh, by the way, last mm. week you complained about the title sequence. You said, why is Cody in it? And I watched the title sequence, and he's in it in like the last frame. When still the, there. For like a half a second when they're doing the four-way high he's, five. He's still there. Adam Cole in the opening sequence. That, that doesn't really count, man. <laughs> Fucking Adam Cole is is still on the open. Jesus Christ. Uh, Holden once again pissing off the uh, auto mod. A cold opening is very is every necrophiliac dream. Ew. Ew. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not reading the other one. Anyway. All right. Segment number one. Matt Jackson exposes his young children to COVID at Daly's place. <laughs> Matt also brags about getting the remaining supplies for his skateboards. They look for skateboard guys and find Darby, Brian Cage, that's a little bit surprising, and in Helico. And then they all do stupid human tricks. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, oh, well, that's an appropriate jacket following that Hurricane Rana, because uh, Matt let his kid Hurricane Rana him in a jacket that, that says killing the business. Yep. Um, uh, I wrote no leg slapping in all capital letters because they were they were leg slapping for the photo of the super kick. Uh, why the hell is the Callus Omega painting in the background? Because <laughs> anywhere uh, they can get that on TV, they will. <laughs> then they, yeah, he was complaining about not knowing how to how to put the skateboards together. I wrote just fucking ask Darby. And then seconds later. Oh, hey, it's Darby. <laughs> they were like, oh, I forgot about Darby. And then it's like, Darby's just like in his element, just like making skateboards. 
And then my last note, not gonna lie, I'm enjoying watching Brian Cage fuck around on a skateboard. It was kind of fun. <laughs> the last guy I pictured to be skateboarding. Um. Oh, my one note, though, from the top of the segment was... Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Jackson dresses up like his father and his uncle. Uh, I'm sure he'll be world champ in two years. Not Matt The I was going to say... Little Jackson. I don't know. Is his kid's name Matt, too? It wouldn't, would it surprise you? <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I mean, the skateboard stuff was funny, but why are you bringing your kids to date? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. Especially because they're like little, little, too. <laughs> it's not like they're his 10 kid, and like, you know what I mean? His kid's name is Jack Matson. <laughs> Thanks, Holden. Well, that will be his ring name. Um, okay. No, it'll be Junior Buck. Segment two. Luchasaurus bumps into Cesar Bononi backstage. It's awkward because they make fun of their segment on Botchamania this week. But no one would get that because you have to watch Dark and no one watches Dark. Did you understand the joke here? No, I just thought they were being weird. Okay. <clears throat> I only know about this because of Botchamania, but apparently on Dark a couple weeks ago, okay? Luchasaurus and um, Cesar Bernoni were having a match, and they were doing some off-the-rope stuff, and Bernoni got confused, and he stopped, just dead stopped. Oh, I think I did see that. <clears throat> and then... Um, sure it was on Dark? It was on Dark, yeah. Because I've seen, because I've seen this. Well, yes, anyway. and then he went like, "Oh, let's restart that again," which is fine because this is dark. It's all fucking pre-taped shit. But whoever did the editing didn't edit that part out. Oh Jesus! So that made it, of course, to Botchamania. Of course. And then this was them That's making fun of, of that because he was like, because was... <laughs> in in real life on Dark, Luchasaurus did the "Let's do that one again." And that's why when Bononi was like, should we do it again? He's like, no! No! No redos! They botched a handshake on BTE. Yeah. <sighs> Segment three. Marco stunt bitches that he wants to be the first at something. He claims he'll be the first to break the Spanish announce table in AEW. Alex Abrantes overhears this. He freaks out and runs away. Alex Abrantes drinking purple Kool-Aid still. Yes. He goes to the Spanish announce table and warns his colleagues. Dasha isn't worried because she brought weapons. <clears throat> Mako tries to scope out the scene, but they chase him off with weapons. Did you have any notes on this segment? Uh, I wrote, oh, Marco's stupid. Because he said something. I was like, is that Spanish for announce table? Or whatever. The... Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what the, what the dumb joke was. Uh, and then I wrote, yes, kill him. See, it's funny you wrote that, because I have a note here, and my note says, I can't fucking wait for Dasha to cane the shit out of Marco. Cane Marco. There's like a big sign that says, Cane Marco. <laughs> late in, Dasha, late in. Segment four, we have the Dark Order, and they are sad, because John Silver lost his TNT title match. Silver is not here this week. They also call out Matt Hardy's group being dickbags. Uno says he has additional sad news. According to Doc Sampson, 
John Silver may need a new arm. So they ponder what to do about that. That was one. That was my my one note because it made me laugh out loud. Johnny might need a new arm. Guys, I got some bad news. Talk to Doc Sampson. Listen, Johnny might need a new arm. They were like, "Wait, what'd you say?" <laughs> the follow up later is fucking perfect. But oh, anyway, we'll, the we'll follow up is amazing. But um, no, I, I enjoyed this segment. It was it was a little weird at first, but I was it was fine. Um. There was one... Oh, my God. What the fuck happened? They were all complaining about, like, how they had the worst week ever. And Colt said something that I fucking died at. I forget what he said. Yeah, it's almost like you should write them write things down and you do these recaps. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you could do the BT recap. Uh, let's see here. Segment five was a public swole announcement. A public... Oh, they have him here now in AEW. Why don't they just have him do the voice? Howard Finkel? Luke Gallows, who does... He's dead. Luke Gallows does the Howard Finkel impression. I think that's Christopher Daniels. Listen, I've I've watched and listened to Talk and Shop and Mania before, right? Good God, why? By accident. It was on YouTube. Anyway... I didn't know what the fuck it was. Okay. So, this week's public swole announcement is uh, that she'll fucking punch you in the mouth if you don't wear your mask correctly. Yeah, I was originally annoyed that we were that this gimmick was making a return, but no, this is very valid. Yeah. Wear it over your goddamn nose. Dumbass. I was like, I did appreciate that she specified the people who don't cover their nose <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. I have a note on that at the in the opening of... Uh... Dynamite. Okay. Uh, segment six, John Silver is here, I guess. He shows up at the Dark Order Clubhouse with his arm in a sling as they are just about to buzzsaw off Five's arm. So perfect. And Five, by the way, kind of going he, along with this. He's okay. He's okay with it. Yeah. For, for Johnny. Do it for Johnny. Silver's like, the fuck are you guys doing? They're like, well, we, you know, we were going to give you five shitty little arm. And he's like, I don't want a shitty little arm. I want a shitty little dick. I was like, what? And then the greatest visual gag in the history of BT. Yes. They lift, Go on. They lift five up. Ten comes over with the fucking power saw. <laughs> but the camera pans down so that you can't you know, see anything but the floor and Ten's ugly fucking sandals. And without any type of noise of pain or anything like that, you just see a tiny little shrimp fall to the floor. At first, I didn't realize what the fuck fell. I was like, what the fuck? I had to pause and be like, is that a shrimp? It's so fucking funny. Oh, good God. That was pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> plop literally the only note I have for that is oh son of a bitch the shrimp <laughs> the shrimp got me I'll admit so it. perfect um, it was just last week that they were calling them fucking shrimp dick right it was what, last week or two weeks ago it was not... it's been like the last month and a half yeah. yeah 
Um, segment seven, Carl Anderson warns us of cock talk. Gallo's hands are duct taped together so he can't jerk off. Uh, any notes? <laughs> he, he told me to skip forward. I had to. Yep. That's a good point. Oh, God, this segment. Oh, my fucking God. Segment eight, Cutler rips on the Bucks for being soft and content. They've lost their edge. And being the elite sucks now because it's all about the Dark Order. Get ready for the new installment of Bucks Attitude. Coming soon to a BTE near you. I wrote, like they'd ever let Brandon in the club. And, and Brandon, don't be mad just because you suck. I mean, he can be mad because he sucks. I mean, huh. if he were Brandon Cutler, he'd be pretty mad, too. <laughs> so, um, that was BT. What were your overall thoughts on BT? At least it was short. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to when Dasha and even Alex Abrantes, if... if and all, if all three commentators want to want to beat up Marco Stunt with a kendo stick, I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, uh, I'll second that. Um, and and help. And what? Help. Help. Yes. I oh, would you help. will help. Oh, okay. I understand. Yes, I would help. I don't think they need you, but uh, I I know they appreciate the offer. Before you know, we, you know, Alex, Alex, your arms are getting tired. <laughs> Dasha, maybe your hands a little sore. Take over. Before we get to dynamite, mm-hmm. I wanted to just take a look at at the length of the episode of Dark Elevation on Monday night and Dark Regular on Tuesday <laughs> night. Okay. Because I'm like, maybe they were smart. Maybe. Each one is about an hour and some change now, right? Dark Elevation this week was two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And Dark was one and a half hour. And I'm like, that's four hours of like, this is basically like their uh, WWF challenge. Fucking. <laughs> that's four hours of shit that nobody cares about. Not even WWF challenge. Oh my God. What was that ultra shitty... WCW, what was it, like Power Hour or something like that? WCW Main Event. Oh, God. Like, no, you know what? Actually, you know what? I just fucking thought of it. This is TNA Explosion. (laughs) Which got canceled this week. Oh, finally. Yeah. It had no business being being a thing for as long as it was. (laughs) This is WWE Metal. Yeah, but four hours of it. Yeah. They didn't put fucking Jack the Metal on for four hours a week. What is wrong with this company? Oh, you know, I might, I might be saying that a lot, so let's just move on. <laughs> mm. Dina episode 79. Straight to the opening video this week, JR welcomes us to Jacksonville, and we go right into your opening contest, Christian Cage versus Frankie Kazarian. Uh, let's just ignore the idiot in the uh, crowd who was waving his mask, his AEW mask, like a sign instead of wearing it on his goddamn face. Uh, Christian enters, searches out the crowd that isn't there, and here comes Frankie. So is Scorpio Sky still in SCU? 
The bell rings and we just stand around. We lock up and Kazarian shoves Christian back into a corner. We get a brief tussle and a break. Lock up. Cage takes the waist. Then the headlock take down off the ropes for a shoulder block and a quick zero count. Lock up. Cage takes the wrist. Kazarian reverses, then tries to pull Cage's left arm off. Cage turns this into a headlock off the ropes as Sal gently slides off my screen so he can eat slush. Uh, and Kazarian with kind of a back elbow that sends Cage stumbling through the ropes to the ramp. Uh, Kaz wants something on the stage, but gets slapped right in the mouth, and he backdrops Cage back into the ring. A series of chops hard into the buckles. JR mentions SCU's self-imposed breakup rule, which is really easy to follow when you never fight in fucking tag matches. Uh, Cage wants a tornado DDT, but Kaz blocks it and shoves Christian off the top of the floor. We get an immediate replay of this for some reason. Uh, we awkwardly get the axe kick on the ropes, then Kaz locks on a cravat. We fight back to vertical as they pimp Arcade Anarchy as tonight's main event, and Moxley versus Bonini. Uh, we fight mid-ring. Christian forgets how to take a neckbreaker. Kaz with a back suplex and a two-count. Kaz stands on Cage's head, then Cage attempts to fight back, but gets quickly knocked down. Into the buckles, Cage gets the boots up on the follow. This time he gets the swinging DDT, and this gets a two against the ropes for the uppercut from the floor, then a diving European uppercut gets a two. Ten punch in the corner, or maybe like 13, I think Christian lost count. Uh, but Kazarian comes out with a quick jackknife uh, cover for two. Christian rolls it through for two. Kaz wants a chicken wing, but Christian fights out. Cage wants the kill switch, but Kaz pushes him off. Cage counters a back suplex into a reverse DDT, goes up top. Kaz rolls out from under the splash and goes back to the chicken wing. Body scissors, and after what may have been a kick or two to the dick, as Tony insists that Cage will tap out here. Cage does not tap out. Instead, they awkwardly shuffle to the ropes for the break, where he stays, hugging the bottom rope like a child who doesn't want to leave a play piece of playground equipment. <laughs> I thought, thought you'd appreciate that. Quick roll up almost gets Kaz for three. Springboard leg drop gets a two count. Back into the corner for a shot to the face. He puts, puts Cage on top for another shot, then moves his legs out for another shot. Uh, they fight on the top rope. Kaz wants a superplex, but it's blocked. Kaz with a headbutt, then a Spanish fly for two. You ever notice how that's one of Frankie's finishers? Uh, but he always lands it really weird. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, it, hmm. He doesn't do the backflip. He like twists onto his side. Yeah, it's almost like um, like a twisting moonsault, not like a classic <laughs> moonsault. It's a three. It's a three-quarter moonsault. Yeah, it's a Vader salt. Uh, Cage avoids a rope draped springboard leg drop and snaps Kaz's neck off the top. He comes through. Uh, comes off with a frog splash for a two count. We go back to the chicken wing again, but Cage rolls through and sends Kaz into the turn post. He hits the kill switch, and that's the end of that. Huh. What did you think of Cage, Christian Cage's first match in like 14 years? It's whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck it is. Seven, but that's okay. Um, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. There really yeah. is. So before it was a little, little rough. Well, before we even start, um, Excalibur can't help himself. He has to keep bringing up these two have such a storied rivalry. These epic matches they had years ago. Um, he even tried to drop one hint. He was like, their ladder match really defied all odds. You would almost say it was against all odds. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, it wasn't at against all odds, but it was at TNA Genesis. Because I looked it up today. Because I was curious, right? This This huge rivalry between Christian and... Um, Kazarian. They fought once. Yes, it was a ladder match in the finals of a tournament. Um, they did not have any matches other than that one match. And Christian really didn't have anything to do with Kazarian and TNA. 
He had a big rivalry with Joe, with Angle, with Sting. Tomko was there at one point, but like, <laughs> did he did he drop a beat? <laughs> uh, no, but um, <laughs> he that was so close to the proper delivery. For that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like, why did they? No. Why why did Excalibur try to to fucking retcon this shit and be like, it was the greatest rivalry of all time? More more important question: Why was this like seventeen fucking minutes? Well. Uh, <laughs> I kind of figured that. I kind of figured Christian and Kazarian were going to go, like... I I had originally thought, like, 12 to 15, but... They're yeah. going to wrestle for the whole two hours. 17 is a bit long, especially for TV, but... Um, okay. So, the only thing I really liked about the match was the kill switch at the end. I thought... Frankie sold that beautifully. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. There was nothing wrong with the match. Mm-hmm. Christian, there were times where Christian looked a little blown up, just kind of throwing <laughs> it out there. Yeah, huh? I mean, they always say it. It doesn't matter what cardio you do. Now we know. Now we know why there's a period after every word on that shirt. Yeah. Out. Work. <laughs> Everyone. But that's but but the thing is I've heard that if you continue you know to work at at, at a decently not weekly rate but maybe like every couple of weeks and you start getting back into ring shape that you can like you know kind of be like you used to be like you don't what am I trying to say here like it takes a few matches but eventually maybe he could look like the old Christian. Or do you he's think gotta, he's, he's got to shake off that ring rust? Yeah, he's got to shake it exactly. He's got to shake off that ring that, rust. He's got to get that cardio up. Yeah, um, I think he could. Like I said, there was nothing wrong. There was no scary botches or anything like that. There was nothing yeah. wrong with Christian and Kaz. Just a little awkward in, in spots. Yeah. Again, I, I don't. I didn't hate it. Like that neckbreaker. But there are some people. So like at the very best i'll say is i guess it was okay right especially for a first match in seven years but the fact that there are people online that are like claiming this was some type of great match i'm like wait what why (laughs) because they went 17 minutes dude the we we've joked about it the past couple oh it's gone down when i checked this morning the the cage match rating for Last night's episode of Dynamite was a 9.8. Oh, well, okay. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> Now it's an 8. Now it's an 8.7. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, um It's got it's got 34 tens. Like guys, let's let's relax here. That, that... a little, little bit. Jesus fucking people. Anyway. Like I said, it was fine. But it's also kind of pointless. It was just like a Christian warm-up match. It's like the Curtis Axel match when you first come back to the WWE. Back when he was signed. Anyway. Anyway. Then what happened? Uh, Tony sends us to a video from Darby and Sting where Darby calls Matt Hardy old and insecure. They throw money off a bridge. Darby wears a Matt Hardy mask and they set a futon on fire. 
Why do we always got to go Texas Chainsaw Massacre with these Darby videos? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's his milieu. He, he always has a mask of someone's face. And it's like cut weird, and then he does the promo wearing the mask, and it's like, all right, this is like awkward. <laughs> I don't want to look con- at Matt, Matt Hardy's face while Darby cuts a promo on him. I was more conf- confused by the burning futon. Well, they're hooligans, says, you see. Nothing says nothing says I got a lot of money like a futon. <laughs> um, Big money, Matt Hardy. Futon. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> Tonight, Arcade Anarchy, Trios, Moxley, The Gift, Women, Exhibition, Commercials. When we return, Excalibur continues to try and convince us that Jade Cargill is good. He sends us to a promo video. She doesn't say anything new. She's better than Red Velvet, etc. Something, something, bitch, something, shit, something, swearing's cool. Uh, I wrote, Jade's a bitch. Got it. Oh, sorry. Yep. The bitch. Jade's that bitch. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> Matt... Jade, is, Jade is a slash the slash that slash bitch. Yes. Um, match. Match with a question mark. Number it's two. An, it's an exhibition. Well, because they, Excalibur made it a point to be like, this is not a match. This is not a match. This this is a means to an end. <laughs> that nobody wants. Uh, so match number two, Cody and QT Marshall prove they are exhibitionists. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the rest of the Nightmare family is like, we like to watch. <laughs> they're, they're into voyeurism, I guess. All right. Uh, members of the Nightmare Factory surround the ring. Students at the Nightmare Factory, as it were. Uh, and then two old guys from the Attitude Era named Dustin and Billy walk Cody down really? to the ring. Justin Roberts says that this is an unsanctioned exhibition match. So it is a match. He introduces Arn Anderson as our special guest referee, so I guess that makes him the special enforcer. <laughs> Cody gets his full entrance, but Justin Roberts half-asses the intros. It balances out. It balances out. Uh, QT and Cody circle and bounce around in a collar and elbow tie-up that leads absolutely nowhere. Here's my first note. Uh, we lock up and dance around. Can we get to the part where QD, QT does something shitty, please? I wrote... While these two feel each other up, the commentators take turns sucking Cody's dick. Out, out. Yeah, never mind. Close enough. The hey, sun- <laughs> so which one, which one's Bushwhacker Luke? The sun has set in Jacksonville, so maybe this is the dark orgy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Shrimp. Cody knocks QT down to the mat with a standard shoulder tackle. This is followed by a drop down and then your useless crisscross spot. Oh my god. Which ends with a leapfrog and an arm drag attempt by QT, but Cody reverses it. Cody hits a second arm drag and locks in a wrist lock, 
So an AEW exhibition is teach all the trainees at ringside basic moves 101. <laughs> Got it. Uh, then a pair of arm drags after we run back and forth for far too long. <sighs> Jesus Christ. But no, I mean we we re- we hit all the, we hit all the beats. Shoulder tackle, drop down, crisscross, leapfrog, arm all drag. Right, pay attention. This is Golden International. Uh, they call it the international. (laughs) All right. They continue to be boring until QT shoves Cody. (laughs) Yes. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Until QT shoves Cody, but Cody no-sells it and drops down to punch QT in the face. QT fires back with a drop kick because really what else is he going to do in the beginner's class? QT works the arm and we go to box. Half box. Yeah. Cody Cody got half box this week. Yeah. Back from box and Cody removes his belt. He begins the figure four, but then just stops because he doesn't want to hurt the little fucker. Uh, so instead, he lifts him up for a crossroads. I can't type fast enough and say, how does a crossroads <laughs> any more or less sympathetic than a fucking figure four? But Cody doesn't want to drop QT on his head either, so he oh, just throws he, him down. That's what he said last week. He said, I'll hook you, but I won't lock it in. Cody stares at QT, who gets up and slaps Cody in the face. Cody, uh, QT goes off the ropes and attempts a flying crossbody, but Cody ducks and QT hits the mat and rolls to the outside. Such a dumb spot. <laughs> it, it is. It makes, the, it makes you look like a fuckdamn moron. But I think which, it works. Which QT is? I think by the it way. works but. for a certain type of heel. Like if you put like Miz in the ring, let's say against Bad Bunny, right? And they do that spot, and Miz, that would be kind of funny, because it's Miz. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that works when someone with someone like him. But yeah, it makes you look like a fucking idiot. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, so while QT's on the outside, Dustin tries to pack QT on the back, but uh, QT just kind of shoves him off. Man, don't touch me! I'm pissy, man. Cody then holds the ropes open for QT, and QT gets back in the ring. QT starts to circle Cody, takes a second to compose himself, and knocks Arn Anderson the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate that I did not expect that. He did something shitty. Uh, I wrote, whoa, that escalated quickly. <clears throat> Only thing I did, is... I did enjoy the face he made as he was leaving for the stage. Yes. Just like, oh, I can't believe... I, I wrote... QT goes full backlin and looks stunned at his own actions. <laughs> Only okay. he had stared at his hands. The, you know what, though? Okay. I get it that, that they're going to play it up like that fucking... The Golden Boy was confused, right? But it, they should have played it up that Cody was, like, enraged. Like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Instead, he just kind of looked around and was like, Oh, what's going on? Aaron Solo from the Nightmare Factory grabs a chair and uh, 
fucking hits Billy Gunn on the back. So if this shit wasn't weird enough, it's about to get weirder. Here's what I wrote. All the newest members of the Nightmare Family, the ones we all asked, why the fuck are they in the Nightmare Family, attack the rest of the Nightmare Family. So you're saying the whole time it was a reason to do Nightmare Family versus Nightmare Factory? The Nightmare Powers explode. Oh my god, they've been planning this for months! And it's it, awful! But it is. It's <laughs> fucking, it's, it's not Lee Johnson, but it's fucking Aaron Solo... Nick Camarado and Anthony Agogo. No, lead more and Lee Johnson in a minute. Mm, who gives a shit? More and Lee Johnson in a second. Okay. So yes, Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, Anthony Agogo beat the shit out of Dustin Billy and sorry, Lee Johnson. Sorry. sorry, unfrozen caveman wrestler Nick Camarado. Yes. Get it right. Um, they beat up Dustin Billy and Lee Johnson because Lee Johnson <laughs> and Excalibur made sure to mention this. Thanked Cody and the Nightmare Family, but not QT specifically. Yeah, QT made grumpy faces because he's a bitch. <laughs> uh, and I wrote, from the ramp, QT instructs Com- Camarado to powerbomb Lee Johnson from the ring onto the ramp. Mm-hmm. Camarado does, Brian, and Lee Johnson Brian is Cage dead. Darby style. Yes, Camarado does, and Lee Johnson is dead. QT steps on Lee Johnson's head. Give him, give him a little credit. That was nice. As he makes his way back to the ring to assault Arnie Anderson's bad arm. Also not bad. Uh, Dustin Rhodes Arnie, is bleeding. Arnie Anderson has a good arm. I know. Dustin Rhodes is bleeding. Shocking, I know. <laughs> and then QT fucking cripples Dustin by pile driving him on the steel steps. Give him credit. That was a good pile driver. Give Dustin credit or QT? QT. Okay. That was a good pile driver. Yeah. It would look. I was a bit. I was a bit weirded out by QT taking the handful of Dustin's blood and just wiping it on Aaron Solo's shirt. But okay, whatever. Sure. Be creepy. You know, whatever. You know what QT needs? He needs a personality. He needs no, not even. He just needs a mask. <laughs> He'd be a much better heel with a mask on because I don't have to look at his dumb fucking face. <laughs> uh. That- then what happened? Then QT calls for them to pick up Cody. So Mr. Olympic Boxer got to make sure he's got to make sure to say Olympic Boxer sixty five yeah, times. Yeah, because nobody knows who the fuck he is because he's never been on Dynamite. Yes. Well, he's been on Dark. He was a commentator on Dark with Taz and Excalibur. Like eight months ago. No, he's been doing it. Oh. We just stopped watching. <laughs> Reasons. Um. Yes, so they pick up Cody so that Anthony Agogo can hit him with a stunner, RKO, maybe a maybe a knockout shot right to Cody's jaw, right? What does he hit him with, Adam? He gives him a little, a little boop right in the tummy. Yeah, a little tummy boop. A left hook to Cody's ribs, kind of, but not really. <laughs> tummy, tummy boop. They roll him to the ramp, and uh, QT steps on Cody's head and lifts the chair to begin what looks like a one-man concerto. But Brandy runs out from the back. Sorry, sorry, I'm being told that's Red Velvet. Um, Brandy surrogate. That makes sense. After all, she is Cody's side piece right now. So (laughs) uh, she's she's Brandy's surrogate in more ways than one. mm Mm-hmm. 
she screams for QT to stop and shields Cody from the attackers. And QT and his group just leave. Just, just leave. Okay. This is weird on so many levels. So glad this is a thing. Red Velvet calls for medical help as we go to commercial. Okay. Um, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. First of all, I didn't necessarily hate the the way they booked the heel turn. Like, I, I kind of was surprised when QT punched Arn in the face. And I understand pile-driving Dustin on the stairs, right? Like, there's certain things that they did right, but just because they executed them right... Does it make this interesting? Mm. It's just, Mostly because it's QT Marshall. It's like, I'll give you credit because you tried something different, and on some levels it was interesting. But at the end of the day, it's still QT Marshall. Yeah. Leading a bunch of guys that we don't know. Pretty much. Against Cody, two wicked old dudes from the Attitude Era. <laughs> And another guy we don't know, but we're told he's the good guy, so he's with he's with Cody and Billy and Dustin and Billy's kids and Pharaoh and <laughs> This feud should be taking place on dark. No. <laughs> let's you shove got, let's shove other people on dark. You've got Lee you've got Lee John you've got QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, Anthony Agogo, and Aaron Solo. This is dark. Get ready, this is gonna be your next main event feud. So Son of a son of a plumber. But then again, you know what I was just saying? Like how I um I do give him credit for doing some things that are interesting and blah blah blah. I forgot you said last week that QT's right in this shit. Mm-hmm. So of course they do the spike pile driver on the stairs because it makes QT look strong. And of course they do the fucking him calling for Lee Johnson to get power bombed on the ramp because it makes QT look like a fucking badass. Ugh. Now I don't like it as much. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't really like it anyway, but now I like it less. Uh, all right. Back from commercial, and um, apparently Ethan Page has joined Scorpio Sky in the rafters, or at least in the uh, disgruntled employee line. Ethan mm-hmm. and Sky then cut the same promo. Yeah. And promised there's a change coming starting on Monday on Dark Elevation. Yeah. So We're sick and tired in. of being overlooked and underutilized, so we'll just stay on the YouTube show. It's fine. I hate to say this, but doesn't this feel like the job squad? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. The job squad fucking... Um, oh, the social outcasts. The social outcasts. Yep. Fucking Chaz and, Chaz and D'Lo. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Think, didn't Billy Gunn do this once with someone? Bar. What am I thinking of someone? <laughs> what am I thinking of? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Creative has nothing for us, so we're going to take something. And this retribution? 
Um, so I wrote, so tune into Dark Elevation so they can make an impact. Or was it tune into Impact so they can be elevated? I don't fucking care. I'm not watching it either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, that's oh, that's what kills me about the the he's the face of the revolution. So we're going to suddenly put him in a tag team with this other guy we don't know what to do with who they and, just brought in and keep him on YouTube. Okay. Every, everybody gets so mad when when there's an NXT call up who they do nothing with right away. And enjoy your Sonic the Hedgehog ring. It got you your one match on Dynamite this year. Not only that, but the other side of this equation is Ethan Page. And we're already doing the creative has nothing for me storyline with Ethan Page. He just got here two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm tired of being overlooked. <laughs> it's it hasn't been a month yet. <laughs> Promises were made but not kept. I'm like been three weeks dude <laughs> i mean astro says this episode confuses me i used to recognize a few to several names who the fuck are these people yeah pretty much exactly well we'll get to some more known people in just a moment um power two nitro we replay what happened before break one fish two fish red fish goldfish <laughs> I, I need to make sure goldfish is in the rundown pavia it's been a while since I've, since I've That's checked. That's true. Uh, da- Dasha is then backstage with Red Velvet. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, Red Velvet cuts off Dasha from before she can finish her question. and then is So a, she can immediately get attacked. So that she can immediately get attacked. I said she said one sentence and then gets immediately attacked by Jade. By the way, when Red Velvet came out there I was and tried to protect Cody, I was kind of hoping Jade just came out of the crowd and just, like, powerbombed her or something. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, didn't we just show a Jade promo and now Red Velvet's out here? So where the fuck is Jade? Well, apparently Jade isn't at Daly's place for these tapings, so they had to tape this beforehand uh, because Jade attacks her, kicks his Red Velvet, I'm sorry, kicks Red Velvet, and and tosses her into her production trunk. Uh, Red Velvet sells it's loudly. A, it's a send to OVW. Yeah. Uh, Red Velvet sells loudly as Jay tells her, the bitch is here. I mean back. I mean back here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. We go to the desk so Excalibur can throw us through a pre-tape to John Moxley. Moxley is um, U.S. champ Dean Ambrose levels of pissed off. Everything is pissing him off, so he takes off his clothes. What? <laughs> uh, luckily, just his shirt and jacket. Uh, Moxley promises murder, and then it's time for our next match. Before we go to our next match, um, mm-hmm. members of our host thread have said that I don't have the ability to call a John Moxley promo bad. <laughs> okay? Well, this one was bad. <laughs> I did not care for this promo. Dude, he said pissed off about 67 times. And then he just... Uh, I, I wrote, a lot of things piss him off and he's in a bad mood. He also promises to murder Cesar Bononi. Yeah, That's and right I wrote, now. Moxley promises murder. Yeah. I'm going to murder you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it this week. Not, not a good promo. 
And it seemed rush. It was seemed like, all right, we got 30 seconds. Come on, let's, let's do this. All right. Uh, Cesar is already in the ring with Ziggler Jr. at ringside. They're nose to nose when we come back from highlights. Benoni with the pie face. Mox comes back with some elbows. Then he hits the ropes and gets the shoulder blocked down. Benoni with a beating in the corner, across, but Moxley avoids a charge. He catches the boot and tries to hyper-extend the knee, then a dragon screw, leg grapevine, then a half-boston, as we once again promote the main event. Uh. There's some other fat fuck at ringside. Apparently, that's J.D. Drake. He looks like Ralphus. <laughs> Benoni with a quick suplex for a two-count, and we go to box. When we return, Benoni has a rear chin lock. Mox fights out, but gets whipped into the corner and weakly clotheslined, then the same on the other side. Nemeth has removed his jacket. Ralphus, thankfully, has not. I thought you said you watched uh, Evolve 100. You're, you expect me to remember things. <laughs> no, I just, know you meant that. You, you were mentioned just that. staring at Austin Theory the whole time. I, I that's yeah, probably. Right. Uh, fuck am I? Uh, Moxley avoids the knees in the corner. Benoni has, is too big to waste lock. They slug it out. Mox with a series of elbows and lariat. Benoni just stands there. Moxley gets the German this time, and then a clothesline in the corner, and he puts Cesar up on top. Superplex from the middle rope gets a two count, then Moxley locks on the cross arm breaker. Ralphus takes Paul Turner so Ryan Nemeth can get his paradigm shifted, but only wants a pump handle, but Moxley turns into a sleeper, and that's your finish. Okay, sure. That uh, classic AEW sudden finish. Are they trying to make Cesar Bernoni a thing? See, it seems that way, but also they've teamed him with Peter Avalon. Except Peter Avalon wasn't there this week. So no, I, I was going to say, they were teaming with Peter Avalon. Then he's been kind of not seen with Peter Avalon the past couple weeks, past month. I think they're trying to make him a thing. Don't they have enough fucking people backstage to worry about? <laughs> Did you see? Did you see how tall he is? He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that's probably Tony Khan backstage. Or Cody. Either one of them. <sighs> um, yeah, this match was... I'll fucking call it like it is. This match was boring, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no interest in it. I, didn't, I got slightly interested when J.D. Drake jumped on the apron because I was like, oh, they're going to have Mox lose? And I was like, no, okay. <laughs> I didn't really believe it, but I was just like, oh, shit. He's over there. He's over there. All right. Got my interest. Oh, you lost it. Never mind. <laughs> like, and then the sleeper. Yeah, why wouldn't... Of all fucking people, shouldn't you hit Benoni with the paradigm shift? But he's so big, Sal. Uh, he's so big. Uh, all right, never mind. Let's just... Uh... Then we go to Team Taz. Taz again promises that the team is a unit. Ricky interrupts, says they had a great time at dark last night, says but too many times. Then he and Cage bicker. Team Taz, everything's great. Everything's everything's great. Ricky Stark says it felt like the old Team Taz. This group has been around for less than a year. (laughs) The old Team Taz? You mean like two months ago? <laughs> oh, what the, the fuck? The pre the pre Will Hobbs team Taz? Uh, 
still like four months ago. It really wasn't that long ago. I have added Goldfish to the rundown, Peter. Nice. Very important work. Uh, now it's time for MJF's gift. The audio is terrible. Uh, there's a tailor. That's the gift. Oh, and an interior designer who's invisible, apparently. Uh, the inner circle were, hi- were hiding in the bathroom, and there's a brawl. Sammy attempts to murder Sean Spears with the door. Jake H- Hager, Uranagi's Wardlow, through a massage table. x and FTR fight on a patio. Cash gets sent into an ice bath. Uh, Dax is bleeding like a stuck pig, but we don't know why. And because everything needs a comedy spot, Jericho swirlies MJF. Before throwing him through the front of it, the drink cooler. Uh, Jericho reclaims the dressing room, and they throw MJF into the hall and rip the sign off the wall. I'm still not cheering for Jericho. Okay. I, I, all right. I respect that. Um, I can take my personal feelings and put them aside and analyze something. Oh, you think you're better than me? No. Um, for most people, not all people, but most people. So. You swirly them. <laughs> okay. How long have the inner circle been in the bathroom? That was my first note. <laughs> right. And I laughed, but I shouldn't laugh because it was, it was like one of those cartoons where it's like, what's behind door number one? Oh, shit. Let's close that door. That, that was... Uh, one of the one of the less logical things. It's the, he opens the bathroom door and they're just standing there, perfectly posed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, with the look on their face, like a fucking video game. <laughs> like in Scooby Doo, when you open the door and the murderer is standing there, so you just quietly close the door and hope that the murderer didn't notice. That's exactly what happened. Um, okay, but I did like the viciousness. Of, okay. <laughs> MJF is like, oh, we gotta go. We, we guys, we gotta go. Like, we gotta go now. <laughs> like, that's gonna stop them from coming out of the bathroom and beating this. Like, they're gonna come out and go, oh, they're gone. Oh well. Guess we'll go back and wait some more. Oh my god. All right, wait. wait. I swear, I swear to God, Wardlow's gonna have to take a shit at some point. Let me, let me just give them okay, a little bit of credit. Sorry, all right. Because I could make fun of this a lot too, but come on. I want to give him a little bit of credit. I want to be fair, okay? The mini feuds in this in this war could be kind of the best part. Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears, Hager versus Wardlow, Wardlow, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR. Like if all these like little. Oh, you mean you mean the tag team versus the tag team? Yes. Like if all these like little feuds like come from this, I'm I'm kind of like looking to see how how it turns out right now obviously the main feud is jericho and mjf so here's here's the thing i do not like jericho i do not think he's a good person i do not like him on a boat i I do not like him with a goat he's actually one of the worst people alive for a lot of reasons (laughs) but here's what i appreciated in this segment after the swirly which was weird because he didn't even like Put his head in the fucking toilet. You could tell, but anyway. But his head. But he, was, he got wet. His yeah. head was wet. But anyway. So, he grabs MJF, and do you hear what he said to him? Is that the first swirly on national TV? No, God no. Dude, they did it in WWE in the Attitude Era. I remember Big Show shit in his pants that one time, but that's no. They did a swirly in WWE. Anyway. anyway. No, it was like Ivory versus like um the other Tory in in the 
the other Tory in, in the in um the no DQ match that they did. Margot Robbie is the other Tory. But um, anyway, okay. Did you hear what Jericho said before he threw MJF into the drink machine? Did I hear it? Yes. Do I remember it? No. He said the worst is yet to come. And then he takes MJF and he throws him through the door of the fridge. Right? Glass everywhere. Twelve years ago, on an episode of The Highlight Reel, Jericho beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Threw him through the Jeritron 3000. Yeah. Yes. And, then what, and he said to him right before he threw him through there, the worst is yet to come. So, oh, so I, he's, recy- he's recycling promos too. Okay. Sure, but I I I liked that feud, so I was like, oh, I know why you said that. Like, <laughs> like I was more proud and of that's me. What, and that's what fucked up Shawn Michaels' eye. But oh, rem- oh, come on, that was a great angle with Jericho and Michaels. <laughs> oh yeah, no, when, when, that was fucking when fantastic. And Shawn Michaels, this is why nobody can be Shawn Michaels. Everybody's like, oh, it's you know he's the best in ring performer of all time. Sure, but Shawn Michaels' character. And his execution of that character is just unmatched. All right? Like, we all felt bad for him, even though we know his eye didn't get fucking torn to shreds by the glass. Because he's that fucking good. And then remember when Jericho punched his wife? (laughs) Also, confirming Jericho is a shitbag. But, because he actually hit her. (laughs) And then apologized for it after... Shawn Michaels sits in Gorilla and watches both monitors at once. That's not fucking nice, all right? (laughs) (laughs) We're not not here to talk about his his fucking lazy eye, all right? We're not here to talk about good wrestling. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. Um, Yeah, so that, that was the thing. Okay, what do you think about them making the pinnacle look really bad so soon? Eh, I mean, it's it's the trope. I don't have a problem with it. They got to come back and get their they got to get their heat back. the The worst part of it was later on when they were doing the things for next week, uh, and it's the inner circle return, and they made them like the most face looking promo. Like it looked like a fucking rock band album cover. Like in Santana with his frizzed out hair and it's all red and Jericho looks like a badass with his beard and he's pointing to bat. And I was like, come on, you guys, you guys are trying too hard. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that. But <laughs> look, it, uh, you know, I don't think it's terrible, like the worst thing in the world for the heel faction to get beat up this time. No. Cause let me see what they do next. This is a story they tell, right? So if, if next something, week... Something tells me they're not going to treat the pinnacle the same as Team Taz. So if, so Call if, me crazy. Right. So if next week, if, if fucking MJF like kidnaps Jericho's father or something, <laughs> like, um, you know, but something to get their heat back. If they get their That's heat back, let me see what they do with it. By God, that's Ted Irvine. Sure, maybe maybe um, the inner circle have the upper hand right now, but I I don't see that. Like you said, they're not going to team Taz them. No fucking way are they going to team Taz them. Uh, 
Trio's next, but first Marvez and the Young Bucks. He asks them about Kenny. Matt doesn't want to talk about it. Callus shows up, throws Nick and Marvez out, but not the cameraman on him. He and Matt have a talk. He accuses Matt of breaking Kenny's heart last week by refusing to help him. He slaps Matt in the jaw. Matt does not fight back. Callus calls him pathetic. Trio's next. Did Don Callis say anything incorrect in that promo? Character-wise. Like, did... In other words... Did Don Callis say anything new in that promo? But everything Don Callis said was true. Matt Jackson did absolutely nothing after Callis slapped him in the face. Mm Mm-hmm. How? Well, he grabbed his collar. He grabbed him by the shirt. And then he let him go. Proving Callis is right. Matt Jackson, little bitch. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? And I understand it's a completely different situation, but can you imagine Triple H grabbing somebody's collar and not punching them in the face? God, that'd be like him complaining about AEW bullying them on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Match number four. They're bullies. Trios match. The Bullet Club versus the Laredo Brothers. The Laredo Bros versus the Omega Bros. Yes. Uh, The Lucha Bros make their way to the ring, and we get a Goldman box from the Lucha Bros, Laredo Kid, and Dynamite's newest star, Alex Abrantes. (laughs) They want all the gold, including Kenny's world title. Sierra Miedo. Meet us in the ring. Laredo Kid just stands there looking uncomfortable the entire time. (laughs) Doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything, just kind of looks kind of half sideways at the camera and just his eyes are always moving around like, are we done yet? Can I do a hand thing yet? Okay. So you're saying that somewhere in that promo they should have freeze frames on, you know, Laredo Kid's face and then. Look at these eyeballs. Look to the left. <laughs> wow. Could you have shoehorned that in any more awkwardly? I mean, I probably could have. All right. Kenny and the Good Brothers make their way down the ramp. Down the ramp. Um, and as they saunter down, Penta backdrops Laredo Kid over the top rope to on top of all of them on, all of them on the outside. Saunter. Someone got a word today, Calendar. Kenny and the club are then nice enough to stand and wait for Phoenix to get into position to walk across the top rope and hit a springboard moonsault. Did you read my notes? No, I didn't. <laughs> I swear to God. Penta catapults Laredo onto the Omega Bros, and then they all wait around for Phoenix to walk the rope and do a moonsault. <laughs> it was like a while. It was like a good ten seconds. I'm like, it was so do well, something well, else. Like, just even act like you're trying to like fight back against Laredo Kid and Penta or something like they just stagger. stood there and looked at him stagger do something fuck they just stood there and stared at him waiting know. on a bus oh, waiting man. on a bus waiting on a bus they get they get Kenny in the ring and we get the bell to begin this match all three luchadors super kick Kenny in the mouth one by one and then they super kick the good brothers off the apron Kenny tries a clothesline, but he misses, and then he gets triple super kicked. I swear to God, at this point, Excalibur was trying to not say super kick or thrust kick. But he had no choice. 
Like, he didn't say anything. It was, oh, right in the mouth. The, no, the triple super kick. He said, triple super kick. Like, he didn't want to say it, but he said it. Triple kick. Uh, the, let's see here. Was... Kenny tries a clothesline, but he misses. Oh, and then he gets triple super kick. Okay. Uh, Phoenix covers, but Carl Anderson breaks it up. The Luchadors then hit the Bullet Club with three aerial moves over the top to the outside. Laredo Kid throws Kenny back into the ring uh, to hit him with a bottom rope moonsault. And then a middle rope moonsault, he covers... No like, top rope moonsault. No top rope moonsault, which was the mistake. If he did that, he would have got the pin. It's quite possible. He covers, but Kenny kicks out at two. Uh, Kenny catches Laredo Kid with a back elbow, and then a big jumping clothesline puts Laredo Kid down. Kenny tags out to Gallows, and they get some heat on Laredo Kid as we go to box. Back from box, and Gallows body slams Laredo Kid and tags out to Omega. Gallows then jumps on Kenny's back for a nice little piggyback ride. Carl Anderson charges at them, and we get a triple compactor on the Laredo Kid. What'd you think of that? didn't look good, but it didn't look terrible. I think it would have looked better if Gallows was the one carrying everybody. <laughs> it's just a weird visual when it's Kenny. No, Omega's carrying this whole company on his back, brother. Yeah, I know. It's a visual metaphor. Uh, Kenny bullies Rick Knox, but the two count stays. Two count. Laredo Kid hits a tornado DDT to Gallows and gets the hot tag to Pentagon. Pentagon charges in and hits a sling blade on Kenny and then a sling blade on Carl. Phoenix then rolls into the ring and hits Kenny and Carl with a double rolling cutter. The Lucha Bros then hit the Cazadora into a double splash. Then all three Luchadors take turns jumping on Carl Anderson. Phoenix finishes with a beautiful senton Atomico for a near fall, but Kenny breaks it up. Then it's the Bullet Club's time to show off and we get triple team moves on Phoenix. Carl... Mm-hmm. Carl Anderson, as, as Rick Knox pretends to give a shit. Right. Carl Anderson nails a claymore, uh, but only hey, gets thank a two. You. They set up. Which, that's what I wrote. Anderson nails a claymore, <clears throat> which Phoenix sells by breaking his own damn neck. Yes. Uh, they set up Phoenix for the magic killer, but it gets broken up. So then everyone takes turns running into each other's offense. It's that classic finisher parade. Yeah, finisher. Including exactly. including Laredo Kid standing on the apron in the wrong corner, just waiting for his spot to break <laughs> just up. Wait. <laughs> oh, there's the spine buster. Time to climb. Yeah. Laredo Kid goes for a top rope. I think Meteora or her Karana. It doesn't matter because Kenny catches him midair and power bombs him down. Kenny falls up with a vicious and knee you can, trigger. You can say it was supposed to be her Karana. Right. Kenny falls up with a vicious V-trigger, but somehow the kid kicks out. Kenny wants the one-winged angel, but kid counters into a Hearn Karana, sending Kenny to the floor. Laredo Kid falls up with a big Tope Suicida, drilling Kenny into the barricade. The Good Brothers and the Lucha Brothers take themselves out, and Kenny hits a V-trigger, but Laredo Kid kind of, like, blocks it. And then Phoenix runs across the top rope to kick Kenny in the face. That was pretty good. Uh, Laredo Kid follows up with a Minichinoka driver for another two count. Uh, He goes for the Phoenix Flash but misses. Kenny hits the V-Trigger and then a one-winged angel and ends the night for Mm -hmm. the Laredo Kid. 
So last week we talked about the trios match, and I was not able to to I think I was not able to properly uh, explain my my issues with uh, the match and that style. And uh, we had it again this week. Uh, Jason said it best in the host thread. Said exactly what I was trying to say, but just far better than I was able to say it. Uh, the six man with the box, this is last week, is the worst of AEW. No logic, no reality, just moves for the sake of moves and on to the next spot. That makes no sense. Um, yeah, and I felt like we got that here again this week with, with the Lucha Bros. Just, uh, hey, let's all super kick him and then super kick them and then super kick him again. Uh, hey, you run run the road. Hey, we'll do the everybody jump on everybody. And then, okay, you, you guys triple team and then we'll triple team and then we'll jump on you and then you'll jump on us and then you break up the pin and then the finish. Slightly less than last week. We got we got the heat in the hope spot. We got we got a good five minutes of heat on, on Laredo Kid before we went back to the spot fest. That was the that was the other thing I noticed that, that it took so goddamn long for either of the Lucha Bros to get into the match. Yeah. Like Laredo could start it and it was just in there forever. Well, they were getting heat on him, brother. Right. Getting heat on him. <laughs> getting heat on him. Uh, after the match, Mox makes his way to the stage. Uh, Mox just kind of starts to make his way to the ring, but takes his time until. Who Finally. could have seen it coming? Something I called last week. The Bucks show up. <laughs> Look, Matt Jackson does have balls. Eh. They get in the ring and Kenny and the Good Brothers bail. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's my next note, and I'm going to read this now because this is when I wrote it. So when it comes up later, you'll know. <clears throat> Tony Khan immediately signs a six man for next week. Probably. I'm the one who said it two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. But I said it would be at um, at Double or Nothing. Silly me thinking they were going to do long-term storytelling. So, yeah, I don't I don't care if Mox and the Bucks. I don't know. There should be there's potential for a good match, but there's also a potential for. A nonsensical Bucks, match? After the Bucks turn on Moxley. <sighs> after a commercial break, we go to a pre-tape from Dr. Britt Baker and Rebel. Did you catch the introduction to this video from commentary? Tony Schiavone, and this is going right off the top of my head, said um, something to the effect of, now let's go to uh, a video from Dr. Britt Baker, the greatest no, t- something in t- this t- company or something like that. Tony says, Tony says basically we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk to Britt Baker in a second, and then Jr. throws it to the video, which is the talk to Britt Baker. Okay. Like, did they not know what was what was in the video? Uh, Rebel then interviews Dr. Baker because Tony is too busy on commentary. Uh, Dr. Baker says you can find her on Dark Elevation, where she elevates the stars of the future. She admits to looking at RundownWrestling.com, thanks, Dr. Britt, and then gloats that Thunder Rose's biggest win in AEW doesn't even count because it was a lights-out match. Mm-hmm. Britt hits the DMD line, and then we go back to ringside. Mm-hmm. Tag team time. Benyla versus Sheetee. No? 
<laughs> I wrote, oh, look, it's match number five. Must be our token women's match of the night. <laughs> uh, during Benilla's entrance, Matt Hardy whines in a, go- in a Goldman box. The Dark Order accompanied Conti and Sheeta to counter the... So, uh, I didn't have enough energy or give a shit to make up something for that uh, acronym. Nyla clotheslines both opponents, then drops Sheeta and tags out. Bunny hits some shitty forearms to the back, then she gets whipped into Conti's boots. Conti pushes her back in the ring, and she barely completes a hip toss. What the fuck was that spot? I'm going to put my feet up. You throw her into my feet, and I'm going to push her back. Like, like it's an Irish whip off the ropes, but it's in the corner. It's my feet. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, Sheeta hits the knee lift on the apron, then she yells at Matt Hardy, so Nyla can attack her from behind, back in the ring for a two count and a box. Nyla tags out as we come back. Sheeta suplexes Bunny into Nyla in the corner, and it looks like Bunny's feet made solid contact with Nyla's face. Mm-hmm. Tie in, she and Bunny fight to the floor, where she hits a shoddy tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, and then the two factions brawl. I honestly can't tell which blonde is which in the ring. Ty hits the tie KO, but Nyla breaks up the pin. Sheeta knees Nyla out of the ring and leaps, but gets caught by everyone outside. They stand around so Ty can jump on them, and then they all fall down. That was dumb. Uh, Bunny hits Ty with a kendo stick while Vicky has Aubrey down the rabbit hole, and thankfully this match is over. <sighs> this, uh... Hot garbage! Look, I... I usually find more interest in a Sheeta match, to be honest with you, but, um... <laughs> there's nothing here, man. There's just nothing here. Like you said, the spot for for Ty Conti to jump off the top, and again, second time in the show, everybody's just waiting for her to get up there and do her spot. And then um, the finish was stupid. <laughs> the- oh, Vicky and uh, blah, fucking cares. It's just what is this leading to? It's leading to Sheeta versus Bunny. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see that. Yeah. Uh, Astro says, was there anything positive in this round of AEW? No? I said it was fair to Midland. <laughs> uh, Let's move on. Next week, you can, can you believe it? Bucks and Mox versus Omega Brothers. Bunny versus Conti. Allen versus Drake. Really? Uh, the Inner Circle return next week, Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. We talk to Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy yells at them, and Marco has a stupid tattoo. That match is sponsored by Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, it is main event time. It is Arcade Anarchy. It is guaranteed stupid. I'm, okay. Have you worked with Bear Country? I've worked with Bear Bronson. I have not worked okay. with, uh, I always forget his, what's his name now? Bear Boulder. Bear Boulder. I, Bear Beefcake is how he still is in my head. but um, I'm excited that they're getting a match on Dynamite. Sponsored by Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, that part I'm kind of less excited about. But, um, sure. I, I enjoy Bear Country. Yeah. Maybe yes. uh, him and him and the dinosaur can do good lucha things. I don't know. No, the match, the match, the match should be great. Jungle Boy, sure, sure. Because all four of those guys can, can yeah work, so the match itself should be good. It's just Marco's an idiot. Well, Marco with a, sucks with a, with a King Kong tattoo on his forearm. 
So what I'm the, more looking so, at is is Jungle Boy starting so to King, get better at promos. And I think so the King maybe, Kong can jerk him off? I, I don't know, maybe. Um, or uses the other arm and King Kong watches? Anyway. You had to get that in there, didn't you? Um, I think Jungle Boy's actually uh, starting to be better on his delivery because he wasn't bad so Uh, main event time (laughs) strap in folks no there there was a couple things I liked about it we'll go through it a couple out of like 800 this is true Um, Arcade Anarchy Best Orange Juice versus Kip and Miro as Kip and With Mero, Orange Cassidy's new licensed theme song. I didn't even pay attention to it. Where is your mind? They go, <laughs> the crowd is too loud at Dynamite. Yeah, that is not a that is not a wrestling theme song. That song is not that song is way too quiet to be a wrestling theme song. Right, exactly. Um, as Kip and Mero make their way down to the ring, we see highlights from Dark Elevation where Mero beat people up. This show was timed out so well. What is he, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? This show was timed out so well that as soon as Miro and Kip get to the ring, we go to break. (laughs) Back from break and we get the entrance of Chucky T and Orange. What is this, Nitro? (laughs) The arcade machines are set up on the floor on both sides of the ring. They have removed the steel guardrails from those sides. And we are told this match is anything goes. It's an arcade. <laughs> yeah, they put all these game, you know, game cabinets around, and some of them are actually plugged in. <laughs> some of them are actually games. More yeah. on that later. Uh, we begin with a brawl inside the ring, and in the arcade section. I, so this is what I wrote. So Chuck and uh, Chuck and Cassidy charge the ring. And immediately go on the defensive. Good work, fellas. <laughs> uh, Kip gets thrown through the whack-a-mole display, and then Orange Cassidy hits yeah. him with the foam mallet twice. Okay. My next note. Wait. My next okay. note. Next, yep. Oh, let the hilarity ensue. Mm-hmm. So this this whack-a-mole. <laughs> it's not even a good fake. Like they didn't even try. It's like they the 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 it has a it has a scoreboard and a timer on it, but it's just painted on. No lights or nothing. There's one mole just sticking up out of one hole. The mallet looks like they taped a fucking shop towel around a around a stick. <laughs> and <laughs> Miro, not Miro, Kip tries to throw orange through the the backdrop if you will whatever you want to call it and it doesn't it doesn't do what it's supposed to the entire piece of styrofoam just falls out of the frame so you can see the x that they marked for throw his head here so it breaks right which it so he has to then take the top of it and kind of bend it up so that the face of the mole comes i think what was supposed to happen was that orange's face was supposed to replace the face of the mole not orange and that was uh kip didn't Kip throw orange through it? Oh, wait. No. No, yeah. Kip gets thrown through the whack-a-mole, and then Cassidy hits him with the foam mallet. Yes. Mm. The gimmick uh, was anyway. Kip. Oh, Becomes look. Becomes a mole. He, <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. They tried, and they failed. 
to make this, like you said, look like his head was coming through right where the mole's face was. Yeah. But because, they failed, so it yeah, looked so if, dumb. Like whatever, whatever they did, to the, to they didn't do it right because that entire styrofoam piece just falls out of the out of the frame, and you can see the X where they, where they marked like the throw. There's might as well just spray paint on it. Hit it here. Uh, do you know and what so that made takes, me think of? He, he takes the top of it and, and kind of pushes it up so that it kind of goes over the top of that, his head, and it kind of breaks like it was supposed to, but it still looks fucking terrible. Do you know what this made me think of? Don't spill my soda. This made hmm. me think of the type of um, type of props they use at some indie shows. You know, we're like, they were like, I don't know, just go to Home Depot and get some fucking shit. We'll just make it up as the show goes on. You've seen that type of shit at indie shows before. I've never been to an indie show where they built a uh, shitty fake whack-a-mole machine. Also. Fine, but this, but if they were, that that would have been the quality of it, right? More on that later. <laughs> well, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Miro then, Miro then grabbed Cassidy and launches him into the ring post. Miro continues to beat the shit out of Cassidy. Miro sets up a piece of the barricade on the outside. Um, Best Oranges then try to take it to Miro, but he dispatches Cassidy and then suplexes Chucky T onto the steel barricade. Uh Miro grabs a steel chair and slides it into the ring. Okay. Yes. Miro grabs this chair from the prize wall. Yes, because 20,000 tickets. 20,000 tickets equals the steel chair. Yeah. Oh, fucking. Which, if it was Excalibur or Tony. Oh, there's 20,000 tickets for that show. Stop. Shivani. It was Shivani. Just fucking stop. And then he kind of was like. This is dumb. You know this is dumb. Fucking stop. The other two no sold him when he said that. And he tried to walk it back. He was like. I mean, I'm just, you know. Uh, okay. Miro sets up the chair in between the turnbuckles in the corner. He tries to shove. Oh, oh good God! Go ahead. He tries to he tries to shove Cassidy's face into the chair, but Cassidy blocks it. Uh, <laughs> Which we get a nice close up of. Right. Miro beats him up a little more, and then now tosses him face first into the steel chair. Good God! Clunk. Good. The chair did not move. Nope. Orange Cassidy just went headlong into this fucking chair, and it did not budge. They don't give a fuck. It's fucking AEW. Ouch. Yeah. That was like... That's like when the table doesn't break, but it's a steel chair and it's your head. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was straight up headlong into this chair. It went thunk. That's why I said clunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Miro beats him up a little more, now tosses him face... Oh, yeah, I said... Okay. Miro goes to the outside to look for more weapons, but Chucky jumps off the Mortal Kombat machine onto Miro, taking him down. Chucky and Orange then take turns hitting Miro with weapons. Chucky attacks with a kendo stick, and Orange has a trash can lid. Before I wrote... uh, Yeah, I wrote... uh, Chuck dives off of Mortal Kombat onto Miro. I have no idea where Kip ended up. He gets booted in the face as soon as I write that. Yep. They take the barricade and run it into Miro. Then they speaking just of, speaking of unprotected headshots, that trash can lid. Well, yeah. Repeatedly. Then they just pile a bunch of crap on top of Miro, like 
Big Show style. <laughs> yeah. They throw the ticket table, the whack-a-mole machine. Who'd they do that to in WWE? They did it to Big Show, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I know they did it to Brock. Let's just throw a bunch of shit on top of them. That never works, by the way. No. Uh, let's I see. feel like it worked on Big Show. Probably. Anyway. Orange goes for the pin, but Kip Sabian breaks it up. Sabian hits a German suplex on Chucky e. T on the floor. <laughs> That's when I wrote, apparently this is Falls Count Anywhere. Yep, that exactly. Because I didn't know it was until that moment. Uh, he hits a shotgun dropkick on Cassidy, sending him through another display. Chucky and Kip fight into the ring, and Chucky e. T grabs a teddy bear. Where is this going? Uh, he opens the teddy bear and pours Legos from it on the mat. To which Tony is desperately trying to tell all of us how much it hurts when you step on a Lego. They are selling the lethality of these Legos more than they sold the lethality of the final explosion. 100%. Thank you, fatty. Cat? Yes. <clears throat> the big dumb one. Oh. The, the one that Knocking you named Moose? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway. I know. Uh, okay. So Chucky e. T, like I said, he opens the teddy bear, pours Legos on the mat, and Tony Schiavone specifically is making this sound like you Do will you die. Have no idea how much it hurts when you step on a Lego. You will fucking die. <laughs> Nothing hurts more than a Lego. Uh, they fight on the top turnbuckle as Chucky attempts a superplex. Kip reverses and hits a sit-down powerbomb. Uh, he almost gets the win, but Orange Cassidy breaks it up. For the love of humanity on the Legos. That man has a family. Not anymore. (laughs) Who may play with Legos. We don't know. (laughs) Um, Orange falls up with a tilt towards DDT to Kip on the Legos. And then the beach break. Well, botch break. Botch beach break. Somehow Sabian kicks out. Cassidy falls up with an orange punch. Cassidy covers, but Penelope pulls Aubrey outside. Before we continue, <laughs> um, did you bite it all on the beach break? No, because of how shitty he hit it. He is, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, I didn't bite on the orange punch either, but I knew that he wasn't going to kick out of it for some reason. So, Aubrey, by the way... I mean, give them credit. They make her look just as stupid as fucking <laughs> as, as the male referees. Yeah. Oh, God. Cassidy goes outside to confront Penelope, and she kicks him in the oranges. Orange comes out, and he and Penelope can't decide which way to throw Aubrey so she can kick him in the dick. <laughs> and she does kick him in the dick. Penelope then takes her belt off, and I'm like, okay. Okay, this is this the belt. Heavy quotes on the belt. It's like a half inch wide strip of leather. I'm like, oh, the damage. Uh, <laughs> she's about to start whipping Orange Cassidy when all of a sudden, an alien appears in the UFO catcher machine. Nobody calls it that, by the way. No, no, they don't. It's a fucking claw machine. <laughs> 
Shut up, Excalibur. Ladies and gentlemen, AEW's own personal alien, Chris Statlander. I like that. I like that she came back here. They built her a fake claw machine just to pop out of. That's true. Uh, she shoved the plexiglass into Penelope's face, who looks it was, like she fucking ate it. It, it. Like, it, it was a it was a funny visual when all of a sudden it's just like this fucking claw machine with just like one layer of like ten stuffed animals just sadly sitting in the bottom of it, and all of a sudden through the middle just up comes whoa, Statlander. <laughs> uh, she catches. Penelope tries to run. She catches Penelope on the apron and hits her with her version of a Mochinoka driver from the apron through an air hockey table. Holy <laughs> shit. An air hockey table that was oddly dipping in the middle and also had no air holes in it whatsoever or really any electronics of any kind and oddly looked like a, just a folding table from the underneath. Anyway. Are you suggesting... Sir, I'm I'm gonna make fun of all the shitty props they built. Yes, I okay. I would prefer a shitty prop specifically for this spot, considering that you're you're diving off the apron with a Michinoku driver. I don't care how shitty it looks. I think safety should probably come first on that one. Use a regular table. Sure. Don't make it look like a shittier hockey table. I know, but it's it's a gimmick match, so everything's got to fit the gimmick. They had regular tables elsewhere. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> what? I just saw my note for the for the next spot, and I forgot how stupid it was until I looked yes. All of a sudden, Miro <clears throat> revives himself and goes absolutely nuts. He bails Cassidy halfway across the floor. Then he beats the fuck out of both Cassidy and Chucky e. T with a steel chair. They try to crawl up the ramp that cars usually show up on. As I type that, a car approaches them. Oh, my God. And it's Sue's minivan. Okay. Okay. First note, Miro clears off a merch table that's apparently just for the boys. And then the shot... Somebody, I'm, I'm guessing maybe Sue, but somebody missed a cue here. Because we got the weirdest shot of Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor slowly army crawling up this ramp for far too, to the point where they had to cut to Miro setting up, like leaning a table somewhere just to, so they could cut back. And they're still fucking crawling. <laughs> and then finally the minivan shows up. So fucking weird. You gotta build the suspense, man. You don't but want the, her just showing up out of nowhere. But the, the the visual of Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor just crawling side by side up this ramp was just so fucking weird. Okay, I will give you that. That's true. Well, it's like when they. How is that any different than when people crawl up a ladder and wait for the guy outside to get in the ring and knock him off? Synchronized with the person next to them. I've seen that, too, with two people on a ladder. All right. Oh, my God, headlights. Sue has brought Trent. Trent Trent exits the van. Trent? Trent, question mark. Trent? Trent exits the van, and his mom gives him a kiss on the cheek. Aw. They attack Miro, but Miro still gets the upper hand. Miro then tries to go after Sue. 
So Trent attacks Miro from behind and slams his head off the hood of the minivan. I appreciate Sue's selling here. She freaked <laughs> out. She did her job. She did really nice, actually. But I don't know what he was trying. He's like, he grabs the wiper blades and is like trying to climb up onto the hood. Except he fails completely. Yes. And just slides off. Well, I don't think he was supposed to get that close. Right. I think, speaking of missing cues. What? I think, Another missed cue? Yeah, I think Trent was supposed to attack him way before that. Um, Let's see here. So after he slams his head off the minivan, uh, they continue to brawl. And then Miro, and then this is the part where I, my enjoyment of this match went right down the drain. What? More shitty props? What? No, this one was the worst. <laughs> okay? Miro picks up a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine that is 100% <laughs> made of copper, cardboard and, like, paper mache. Yeah, it was it was plywood. Uh, yeah. I wrote, Miro picks up a 100% real, not-at-all-gimmicked Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet that just so happens to have a paper with the word tokens written on it over the screen. Yeah. Mind you, um, you say plywood. There was no plywood here. Dude. The sides of the thing looked like plywood. He tossed it at him, and the thing practically got taken away by the wind. <laughs> it, was was so, it was so shitty. It was, it was also like a foot and a half wide. <laughs> it was like third grade uh, play levels of shitty. Holy shit. That's the one that I was like. See, you had a problem with the air hockey table. I had more of a problem with this thing. Because I was like... I just love that, that there's trying to... I think it was Excalibur maybe tries to say, oh, Mortal Kombat 2, and then he picks it up and turns it in a way where we see the screen, and it literally just says, tokens. <laughs> and, but did you see when Miro tossed it, they didn't even know how to sell it? Because they were like, oh, we can't we can't say that was like a real fucking 2,000-pound arcade machine. Right. The big CRT. In the, in the like, ring. what do we fucking say? Nothing. Just go to the next one. <laughs> Mm. Throw the chair at him. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, he tosses at Trent, but Trent ducks, and then the little arcade machine folds up like that table in NXT that time. Trent, <laughs> Trent then spears Miro through a table. Uh, Chucky finishes the night. <laughs> the table that he leaned up against the wall as we as Chuck and Orange were crawling. That's true. Chucky finishes the night by hitting a running power slam off the stage through another table for the win. Okay. <laughs> Excalibur says, through the stage! It was through... I don't know what they were trying to make it look like, but it was what it was the, the, the scenery, the, the set dressing that was holding up the shitty arcade sign <laughs> that just happens to be like four tables underneath some black cloth. You know what I don't understand? Good God. Why this happened? What? No, no, no. Who thought this was a good idea? You're willing to spend money on theme songs? Why not, like, get some professional, you know, film industry type of props? Because I'm sure they... I'm sure that, like, Hollywood studios have things that, like, look way better than this shit. How come you can spend money on theme songs, but not, like... Hey, you got a whack-a-mole machine where we can put a guy's head through it and make him look like the mole? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. 
Uh, but I ain't spending more than fifteen dollars on this thing. Jesus fucking Christ! And you ain't getting it back. <laughs> like, okay, we gonna break it. You got a claw machine with like half an inch of toys in it. You got dude, that perchance? Dude, when Vince did a spot, he'd spare no expense. He bought a sixty-seven thousand dollar Corvette. Just, just to so, fill it with concrete. Just to fill it with concrete and and destroy it and total it. That's gangster right there. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think he bought the Corvette just for the car. I think that was his car. They just decided to use that one for the concrete spot. I, mean, I think he already owned that car. I forget who told one of somebody he didn't buy told it a story just to fill it with concrete. Somebody told the story in their book, and it was either Austin or it was Foley. I don't remember. Rock. Somebody told the story in one of their books. <laughs> Um, but if, if it was his car, it was one of his many. Yeah. It was like, it, oh, pick one off of the fucking section back there. Exactly. <laughs> so I just, I just think it's, you know, you don't see fucking Vince bearing expense when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. You want to talk about, it looks like it was in a third grade play. That fucking whack-a-mole machine. That whack-a-mole was bad. I think the, the fucking... The MK2 machine was worse. Mm. And you seem it's to have a, a huge a, issue with the, with the air hockey it's a, table. It's a toss-up. Uh, Just because the air hockey machine was so was so obviously fake from the jump because it was because it dipped in the middle. That's true. Uh, we get a best friend's hug and then another one to include Statlander. Sue gives us a thumbs up and we go off the air. So Al? Yes. That was fucking dumb. Um, a lot of it was dumb. Okay, the pro there was really bad props. The props were bad. I like that Statlander came back. Mm-hmm. And I like Trent's return. I thought Trent's return fit this story right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, it was weird. It was it was a little. crappy <laughs> as far as the props yeah. Yeah. and the shit that we had to see and sit through um and i'm not even trying to defend him on it i'm just like i wasn't angry watching it i was just like that's stupid <laughs> yeah this i don't even know this was just I mean, from the jump, when they announced this, what, like two weeks ago? Oh, we made fun of it back then. We were like, this is going to be stupid. Yeah. This was stupider than we ever could have imagined. 100%. This was was bad. 100%. And the worst part about it is that this was bad on a bad episode of Dynamite. Yeah, I mean... This was not a good episode of Dynamite. I mean, most weeks, most weeks when you say, what do you think of the show as a whole? I'll go, it was all right. This was bad. Okay, here's the problem. And I don't give a fuck if, if, if people want to get mad at me for it. It's the truth. I watched an episode of Raw this week because I was going to be on WWE Rundown. And it I'm was sorry. it was the worst fucking shit I have <laughs> seen from that company in years. Right? And I mean, it was really bad. So then when I watched this, I was like, 
Well, at least Miz and Morrison aren't in a rap video in bunny costumes. <laughs> so, like, this wasn't good, but I don't know. Like, I, there was certain parts of it that I thought were okay. Just, like, little things here and there. Okay. I will say, as a whole, Christian and Kazarian wasn't bad. Right. There's not a lot else on this show that I can compliment on this episode. So, for me, um, I was, you know, again, when he gets his win back, he's going to be even better. Uh, I, I appreciated what Kaz and Christian went out there to do. Um, and it was fine. And then... Fucking exhibition match, so... That was definitely different, because <laughs> now we have another faction, because there's about, I'm not kidding you, like 18 factions in AEW right now. We've got the Nightmare Family, and we've got the Nightmare Family, but evil. I was going to say the Nightmare Factory, but whatever. Um, So yeah, I'm not going to defend that, because <laughs> that was just weird, like confusing weird. We're doing another faction? Really? What the fuck? Um. So then, MJF's MJF's big surprise was a bald guy. MJF's big surprise? Didn't he give him bracelets? No, he had a tailor. He gave. Oh, a tailor and yeah, okay. Tailor and then the 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 designer for the locker for the locker room. They got interior design the locker room. Okay, so that's and then the, the other thing. circle hiding in the bathroom. I okay. <laughs> okay, that visual as as bad as you know that was, it was still kind of funny. Mean mugging in the bathroom. Um, no, I appreciated the violence from the inner circle. I did. I appreciated Sammy Guevara and and uh, Santana Ortiz beating the shit out of people. Um, and. Like I said, I don't like Jericho. I think he's a piece of shit. He's the worst. He's one of the worst human beings alive. Um, but for me, for my own personal wrestling nerd nerdiness, I like the fact that he referenced the time when he threw Michael through the TV, <laughs> and then threw MJF through a fucking fridge. Yeah, Pepsi cooler. Yeah. Um, and that not... was it. That's. All I can find from Dynamite that was, yeah, like good because the trios match, it was a, it was just a lot of nothing, and then the shit with Mox and the box at the end. I who cares? I we already said that, and then the women's match was honestly there just so they could say they had a women's match on the show. Mm-hmm. You gotta have one. Doesn't have to mean anything, but you gotta have one. So, um, yeah. next week. week's not looking any better, though. You I'm had mentioned forward, uh, the card next to Bear, week. Yeah, looking forward to Bear Country and Jurassic uh, Express. Yeah, but there's not much uh, else. No. Are we trio, getting... Another, another trios match. Yes. So next week they're doing Moxley and the Bucks versus Kenny and the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at least you know that Moxie's not going to be doing her Quran as an object. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bucks will. That's true. 
Um, at least that's got some story behind it. Like and Conti versus Bunny. Yeah, that's not going to be good. Why are they doing that? Not at all. Why can't we get Britt Baker or something in a match on Dynamite? Don't be silly. And then what else we got next week? Uh, the Inner Circle return. Oh, yeah. The Rockstar poster. <laughs> yeah. Is that like it? Looks like the cover of an album from a Christian rock band. Wait, is that it? Is that all that they've announced for next week? Uh, I think so. I don't want to go back in my notes. I'd have to undelete. Sting, Darby, Taz. Is anybody doing anything next week? Oh, oh Darby. Darby. Darby's defending the belt next week. Oh, that's... That's, how could I forget what's sure to be a stellar matchup between Darby Allen and J.D. fucking Drake? That was it. J.D. Drake. Fucking Ralphus. Because I was like, wait a minute. I've never seen J.D. Drake wrestle in AEW. I'm sure he's wrestled on Dark, but I, as a viewer, have not seen that. Why is he getting a shot at the TNT title? If this title has proved anything, it's proved Cause that... Darby, because Darby put out an open challenge, apparently. Yeah. Which they, which they mentioned in passing. That's the problem. If you're going to do an as open challenge... Were, as they were announcing the match. There is a right way to do an open challenge and a wrong way, and I feel like AEW always we, does it the wrong way. Yeah, we talked about this with Cody. An open challenge is not, hey, here's who he's facing next week because this person answered the challenge. That's no, not an open, open challenge. challenge. That's a scheduled match. The open challenge is you come out of the ring and say, hey, who wants to fight? And then a mystery person comes out. Yeah, and then someone's music hits. But don't say that on the internet, because they'll argue with you. That's what John Cena fucking did. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, oh, shit, Kevin Owens. Ah! <laughs> but you don't sign an open challenge a week beforehand. Oh, and by the way, we're... F- <laughs> This is what's really going to piss you off. J.D. Drake's going to get 70% of the offense next week. <laughs> That's the story we're going to tell. We're going to tell the story of Darby getting the shit kicked out of him. Stun dog millionaire, cough and drop, win. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Because mm. this happened in the Kazarian-Christian match. I'm not really feeling the matches where the babyface gets... No offense. And then just hits his finisher at the end and wins. Do you know what I mean? How do you feel about that booking? I mean, depends on the baby face. Well, didn't work for fucking out of breath Christian this week, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I wouldn't say he got no offense. It seemed like he was on the defensive a lot. But um, but ne- but no, it wasn't no offense. Next week, I guarantee you, Darby will get three moves. He'll hit the suicide dive to the outside, and then he'll spend ten minutes getting the shit kicked out of him, and then he'll win with the coffin drop. Hmm. Uh, Orange Cassidy posted on Twitter last night: "The alien sits with us now." Ooh. Make out, make out, make. I, I, I kind of like that though. Uh, and apparently today is Ty Conti's fourth anniversary of her first match. That's nice. Do you have any news for us this week? 
I do. I was looking to see if I could find a full lineup for next week's uh, episode. Uh, next week's Dynamite. I'm not finding it, so who the fuck cares? Um, okay, first up, uh, for anyone who's curious about the BTE title, uh, it is now uh, not. It is no longer held by Sammy Guevara. It's also not held by anyone in AEW. Uh, Byron Black won the championship uh, on Sammy Guevara's vlog by being able to get a football into a garbage can from from quite a distance away. Um, so, who knows if we'll ever see it again? And who really cares? Uh, we talked last week about uh, the first ever AEW house show on uh, April the 9th. Uh, AEW has announced a name, uh, which was said a few times on Dynamite last night, as well as a lineup. It is called The House Always Wins, because they're a, a, a betting company, apparently. Um, that's betting with T's, not D's. Um, and announced the following card for the show. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's go from bottom to top. Orange Cassidy versus To Be Determined. Uh, a battle royale for, for a TNT title shot. Lance Archer, Scorpio, Sky, Powerhouse, Hobbs, Ricky Starks, QT, Marshall, Butcher, Blade, Dustin Rhodes, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, 10, and Colt Cabana. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Cesar Benuni. Jurassic Express versus Dante Martin. Uh, sorry, Jurassic Express and Dante Martin versus The Pinnacle. Uh, Jade Cargill versus To Be Determined. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Tecante, Red Velvet versus Ali, Nyla Rose, and Britt Baker. Uh, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa versus the Seidel Brothers. Cody Rhodes versus Ethan Page, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus the Death Triangle, and the TNT Championship, Darby Allen versus the winner of the Battle Royale. Uh, that is the announced card thus far for The House Always Wins on April 9th. Tickets start at just $30. Get yours today. My last update. Uh, ending with some what? You're not even going to let me talk about it. <laughs> I got it. Um, how is Kingston scheduled to be on that card? <laughs> Thought he has a broken leg. Hey, his 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 ankle could heal in the next seven days. You don't know. Oh yeah, sure. Um, shame on them for trying to make this canon and put a putting a uh, a battle royal for a TNT title shot on the line. Well, the TNT title shot is later that night. Oh, okay. I thought it was on dynamite. Okay. Which is what I said. So, but you weren't listening. <laughs> uh, look, I hope they sell some tickets. Good for them. But uh, yeah. All right. Last piece of news that I have, uh, ending on a high note this week. Uh, we spoke back a couple of months ago about uh, the new day at the Royal Rumble and their. Uh, Brody Lee, John Huber gear, and how they were putting that up on eBay uh, to raise money for uh, a charity called Food Link New York, um, or Food Link MPO in Rochester. Um, apparently, the auctions have finished. Big E gave an update um, on Twitter. Uh, the total that they raised eleven thousand three hundred fifty-four dollars and thirty-seven cents. For Food Link NPO in Rochester, New York. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, that's wicked cool what they did. And, you know, they did it on their own accord, too. It wasn't like anybody asked them to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. And good and good on WB for for 
allowing them to wear that gear too. Of course, absolutely. That doesn't get said enough because we're so quick to point the finger when they do something like shitty. <laughs> but they they had no qualms with it. Had it on their pay per view, you know. So. I have terrible posture tonight. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, I, oh man, I don't want to say this out loud, but, um, <laughs> I was really excited after I watched the dynamite after, what was it? Revolution. And, yeah. um, I think we're like, what, two weeks out from that? Uh, yeah. Something like that. It's sounds about right. Kind of stale, which isn't good, because all the bullets that they fired in the last quarter of of 2020, you know, Sting and Christian Cage and fucking Brian Cage, like all the shit that they did. That's all. The, Shaq, like all of it's done now. You remember you remember when they opened the forbidden door? Yeah. So So we got the good brothers? But they they've used all their bullets. Where do you go from here? And plus, that was never a good strategy anyway, because if you just have like ooh, a surprise every every two weeks, well then when you run out of surprises, people are gonna be like What else you got? Pretty oh much. nothing? Oh okay. <laughs> it feels like they. It feels like we're spinning our wheels right now. It's weird, man. It doesn't. I thought it was gonna get like really good after Revolution, but it just seems like no one really had the direction. Hmm. Imagine that. Oh, but we'll do this great feud with the Inner Circle and MJF's group. Okay. Oh, what if we do a rift in the Nightmare Family? Ugh. <laughs> I know. Which, which member, which member of the Nightmare Family do you think would be best to lead the 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 breakup, like the heel faction? We Dustin. Want someone, nope. We want someone. We want someone with just. We need someone with like a natural charisma who'll make a really good heel, someone you'll really wanna, you know, root against. And then Q- QT's just sitting in the book and meeting. I'll do it. Just write me and I'm fine. I'll do it. I'm good. I'm I'm I can be a bad guy. Remember that time I didn't fuck Bunny for six weeks? People hated me then. Yeah, but they hated you because they hate you, because you're because you're not because you're a piece of shit. That, I'm uh, that still works. Get heat, bro. I'm gonna I'm write. I'm gonna write it down. You guys, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna write it down. Oh, look at that! We just booked this storyline for the next eight months. If um, if this was Dustin instead of QT, it still wouldn't be any better. <laughs> We've already done Dustin versus Cody. This is what I mean. They fired all their bullets. <laughs> Should have been Billy. They're going to do Sting versus Big Show at some point, aren't they? Sting Show? So they can say that they've had that match in every company they've worked together for. When did Sting and Big Show fight in WWE, Sal? 
They did. The night before, or the Raw before Sting fought Rollins, they gave him a match against Big Show on Monday Night Raw. Hmm. I swear to God. I don't remember that. But well, remember you don't remember shit anymore, so... Squirrel. Ugh, Sting versus Big Show. Paul White. Um, also, everybody has the same storyline. Let's take a bunch of friends, put them in a faction, and then we'll break up that faction. Mm-hmm. We've done that to everybody at this point. There's nobody in, other than the Dark Order, there's nobody else that hasn't like already started having like a... Like, look at Team Taz! They're already doing a breakup! <sighs> yeah? Yeah? The Lucha Bros did a breakup at one point, even though it was for like two weeks. I don't know. I think instead of spending money on crappy props or washed up XWWE guys, dude, get some fucking like good writers in there or something. Like there's got to be like people who know what they're doing who could like help them write shit, right? I was going to say wait. I think all those people work for WWE. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right. Yeah, I ain't got nothing else. I'm not seeing Sting versus Big Show in WWE. I'm telling you. I can actually find it for you after we get off air. What year was that? He fought Rollins in 2015. Oh, okay. I haven't gone back far enough, though. Because I couldn't remember what fucking year that And was. it would have been a Raw in... August? Because he fought Rollins at SummerSlam? No. Did he fight him at SummerSlam? Or was it the pay-per-view before? Because he... I think Rollins might have fought Sting... I mean, Cena that SummerSlam. So it might have been the pay-per-view right before that. Oh, there it is. September 14th, 2015. Sting defeats the Big Show by disqualification... And then the same night, John Cena and Sting defeat Seth Rollins in the Big Show. I'm wondering if that was the Dark Man. I think that was the Dark Man. Monday Night Raw, 1164. I told you it happened. Sting defeats the Big Show by disqualification in a minute 45. I'm sure it was just a fucking barn burner. Listen, I didn't say they had a fucking 20-minute <laughs> fucking classic. I said I didn't say you did. I just felt like pointing that out. It's true. <laughs> It's just because it was a minute and 45 seconds terrible. doesn't mean it wasn't a match, goddammit. How many times have you said that in your life, Sal? So. Uh, that wraps up week 76 of the AEW Rundown. Hopefully next week will be better. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. As always, be safe, stay sane, be kind. Follow your protocols, wear your mask, get your shot. Just be good to one another, would you? For once in your goddamn lives.
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.